Welcome back to another episode of the Walk Around Knowledge Podcast. Today, we're going to take you back a little bit to a time that I like to describe as the moment I, I started to live and not just exist. So we're going to set the stage, right? You know, I would say that life for me began in 2013. And, you know, at the time I was working for my uncle, I call him my uncle dad, and I was working within hospitality as an event and marketing manager, had a base salary and was making commission. And I loved hospitality. It was great. Um, But as I entered into my 25th year of life, I realized that, you know, I wanted to really be doing what God put me on earth to do. And I felt like Sarah, John and Paul could come and be the event and marketing manager. And it wasn't specific to me. It's like I did a good job, but it was like it wasn't one of those things where only I could do it. And that's what I was yearning for. And so that 25th year of my life, you know, looking back, I would say it was a quarter life crisis. You know, I was, you know, mentally in a place of like just, you know, defeat, if you will. And so being that I was working in California, it was very common to run into people who had launched startups, who had, you know, engineers, big dreams or had worked for, you know, major businesses that had gone on to do amazing things. And so it wasn't very uncommon to run into people and just hear them talk and be like, wow, like you had a dream and you went after it like that California dream and shit is real. You know what I mean? And it can be contagious, especially if you're in a place where it's like, I'm ready to pull the trigger on whatever it is that I want to do. And so, you know, during my time working for my uncle, it was very much a a learning experience because prior to that, I attended Wake Forest Business School. And so I had used the opportunity to kind of apply what I had learned, right? You know, operations, HR, but in a real applicable way. And so, you know, I felt like I had, you know, learned what I needed to learn, but it was time to, you know, figure out what was next. And I wasn't quite sure what next was, you know. So one of the things that I knew that needed to happen that year was I could not physically be in California for my 25th birthday because it got to the point where it literally physically hurt going to work. Like there were moments where my body would just not function. And that's when I knew that it was more than just the mental dissatisfaction. And let me be clear that I wasn't dissatisfied with the job. I was dissatisfied with the fact that I wasn't doing what God put me on earth to do because I liked my job. Hospitality is fun as shit. You know what I mean? And I was a manager, like, you know, at the bar, I could send drinks, you know, smoozing. Like I'm 23, like I was hot shit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, that still wasn't enough because I wanted to be on track with what God had placed me on earth to do. And so I don't know if you guys have ever been in that position where there's for your job or anything like that, but when your body starts to hurt or your mental is out of whack, those are all signs that you got to listen to. You know what I mean? That means something. And so that's why I knew for my 25th birthday, like I got to be out of here because I'm going to have a mental breakdown. And so I was gifted with a trip to Maui for my 25th birthday. And on my birthday, I said the most sincere prayer I've ever said, word to Sierra, a one prayer for no man, but it was a sincere prayer that I need God to answer. And so this was the prayer by your heads. <laughs> God, please reveal to me my purpose. 
I promise, I promise I'll run a hundred miles per hour towards it. And so this was not a overnight. Okay. The next morning I woke up and I knew my purpose or anything like that. But after saying that prayer, there was a shift that happened within me. And there was kind of like this moment where it was like, okay, I need to show God in the universe that I'm serious. Like, I'm not just talking about it. Like, you know, this is not a baseless prayer. You know, I need to show him that I have the faith. And so what that meant for me, and I'm not saying this is what you need to do, but what that meant for me was as soon as I landed back in Oakland, I went to my uncle and put in my three months notice because mind you, like two weeks wasn't enough because I was working for family. Like, so I wasn't about to, you know, jump ship. Like I respected my uncle. He taught me so much and I was still learning. And then also beyond that, like I needed to make some money before I jumped ship. So two weeks wasn't enough. And so if you've ever been to hospitality or if you've been in events and you've been in a situation where you have a base salary and make commission, you know that the holiday season is the most lucrative season as it relates to like events. And so my mission was to book as many events as possible. And it's crazy because we had the highest sales that December. I want to say mainly because I had ulterior motives. But it's probably because I had ulterior motives because I knew I was getting the hell on. <laughs> so when I say I booked the hell out of events, like we were busy that year. Um, and so once I put in that notice, I was skipping the work, right? Because the light at the end of the tunnel was there. And so the physical pain that I was feeling prior to that notice evaporated, you know, because it was like, all right, I'm on a pitch. I'm on a mission. I got a plan. And I'm about to get up out of here. So my last day was January 15th, 2013. Leading up to that day, like I was like a kid in a candy store. Like you couldn't tell me that I wasn't the happiest person in the world. Right? I was just like, I can't wait. Like, you know, I was like, yo, this is it. Like I'm about to enter to this new space of unknown. And looking back, like I was a naive 25 year old, but I'm, I'm appreciative of her because I'm here today. But, you know, those last couple of days, it was very surreal. You know what I mean? Because I also want to mention that when you're working in hospitality and you're at the ownership level or management level, like, you know, I never was working 40 hours a week. It was always 60 to 75. You know what I mean? So I was, you know, ready for this break, if you will, and ready to enter into this new space, no matter how scary it was. And let me just reiterate, that I still didn't know what the hell I was going to do, but I was still quitting. And so I'm not saying that you need to take that approach. You know what I mean? Um, but that was just the space that I was in that I felt that confident and certain that I would figure it out that I was okay with quitting without really having a major game plan. And so quit January 13th. I'm sorry, January 15th. Sorry about that. And the reason why I remember that is because that's also Martin Luther King's birthday, right? So it was on a, I have a dream. You can call it lame if you want to, but it's a real thing. You know what I mean? Um, so quit January 15th. And within seven days, I went back to Maui because that was the place I had went to say that initial prayer. Still didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was like, all right, tickets back to Maui were 225. So I was like, you know, you might as well go back to the place where you planted the seed. 
I go back to Maui on some eat, pray, love shit. Like this is the time to like really do some inner soul work to like really figure out like what are the next steps? Like Lauren, what you really about to do? Cause you out here. And so I was traveling through this bamboo forest on the road to Hana. So if you've ever been to Maui, I'm pretty sure you've heard, heard about the road to Hana. It's a beautiful um, therapeutic experience going to the road to Hana. You get to this uh, waterfall, but on in that process, I was going through this bamboo forest, kind of talking to God, you know, like, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, like really trying to tap into that inner voice and, and be very quiet. And so while I'm in this bamboo forest, God was like, you need to figure out how to do this. And I was like, this, like, what's this? And he was like, you need to figure out how to inspire people with your experiences. And I was like, okay. Then I started thinking about my life. And I was like, you know, it's not a coincidence that I started flying by myself at five years old. You know what I mean? Like I've always been on the go travel and experiences that have, has always been a part of my life. And I was like, you know what? That is something that's very specific to who I am. That's something that nobody can take away. And at the time, I didn't really know what it would cultivate to be, but it was like, okay, this is something that makes me one of one. Nobody can take that story away. I didn't go to school for this. Um, this is a part of my foundation. My father, me living with my father in Atlanta and my mom living and working in DC and then ping ponging me back and forth. Me, being in the airport, knowing how to navigate within the airport at such a young age, me knowing, you know, what it was like, people could still come to the gate. And so at the time it was like, okay, this is something like I can work with this. Like this is my story and I can figure out how to make this into something. So I left Maui with that hunch, right? It hadn't really cultivated into a name a brand or business or anything, but it was like, okay, I've identified something that's very specific to me. I know how to do this. I've been doing it. So how do I make this into something? And I was like, you know, I'm going to be an inspirational explorer. I made that shit up. I mean, people be making up titles all the time. So I made it mine. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be an inspirational explorer. What the hell that meant, I ain't really know. And so there were a series of things that kind of happened after that, that affirmed me in my decision. One of which was, I was at this networking event in LA, ran into this life coach. And I was like, you know, I just quit my job. I have an idea what I want to do, but I don't really know what that means I need to do tomorrow. And I just quit my job. So I don't have no money to pay you because I'm, you know, I got this little reserve. He didn't know it, but you know, I got this little reserve. So I'm like, I don't have no money to pay you. And he was like, you know what, Lauren, a lot of people say they want to change their life, but they don't want to put forth the work. I'd much rather you not waste my time to pay me. And I was like, I just quit my job. Like I need to figure this shit out. So I'm not going to waste your time. And so we met up one time and he said, Lauren, you are what it is that you want to be already. The world just doesn't know it yet. You need to start branding yourself as that and create a platform for yourself. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. He was like, you need to think of a name website and, you know, figure out how you can generate income. And I was like, all right, cool. That night, can't say put was birth. I went home and I was like, all right, me and my best friend, Victoria kind of thought about it, came up with the name can't stay put because people had always described me as like, Lauren just can't stay put. So it was fitting. And I was like, okay, bought the domain. I was like, all right, cool. That Sunday I went to church, one church LA, Tori Roberts. And 
the sermon was you have to sacrifice for your amazing. And I was like, you know, one of them church sermons was like, dad, you talking to me today. You know what I mean? Like, woof. And so when he was talking, it's like, you're not going to get to your amazing unless you make that sacrifice. And I was like, okay. All right. So I talked to the life coach, you know, got this dose of the word that's reinforcing everything. I'm like, okay, I'm fired up. I went back to Oakland, broke my lease. I was like, all right, I'm about to get rid of all of my expenses, all of my overhead. All I need to do is figure out how to keep my phone on. And hopefully wherever I'm at, there's some Wi-Fi. So broke my lease, got rid of all of my bills, moved my all my shit into my homie's basement. And essentially I told them, I was just like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing for real, for real. Um, but I got a dream. I got a dollar and I need for y'all to hold my stuff. And when I'm in town, you know, I'm gonna need a place to crash. I'm probably gonna be broke. Um, but I'll cook and clean and help with whatever you need help with. And they were like, all right. You know what I mean? Like they were like, okay, because mind you up until this point, I'm a serious person, right? Which means like, I'm not going to just quit and like only be doing this shit for three months. And then you know, renege and go back. Like I'm committed, like, you know, committed. Cause I ain't never done no shit like this in my life. Um, so anyway, so after making that decision, it was like, Lauren, you out here, you know, broke your lease, you living on couches. And at that moment, I didn't know how long I was committing to the nomadic lifestyle. It ended up being three and a half years of like not having my own bed, <laughs> which is another story for another day. Um, but I was so convicted to build and start this brand and platform because I had found something that nobody could take away from me. It wasn't something I had learned in school. It wasn't something that I majored in. It was me and my story. So I know that was a lot, you know, and I hope some of you guys resonate with this story. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back. So we're in the final stretch of the walk, right? And so as I think about everything I've shared, you know, and everything that I went through, there's so many things and lessons that I've realized that I, I learned from that experience. Right. And one of those things is like the fearlessness that low Millie had at 25, bruh, I admire her. You know what I mean? And it's that level of fearlessness that's required to really start living and not just existing. Right. Your sacrifice may not look like mine. You know, my sacrifice was quitting, giving up my apartment and, you know, only having my phone bill to take care of. Your sacrifice may be picking up a second job. Your sacrifice may be, you know, living below your means so you can save up to do something else. Whatever it is that your goal is, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be rooted in, you know, building a business or, you know, following your dreams. But it's just like, like I mentioned before, you cannot get to your amazing without sacrifice. Whatever it is that your walk is, is will determine what your sacrifice is. And there's a level of fearlessness that you have to have when you're making that sacrifice. The other thing that I realized is like sacrifice don't feel good. That's another thing that I think for us, we have to really realize that sacrifice is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So me living on people's couches and we're going to dive into that later. But like. Yeah. So the other thing that, you know, I've realized in hindsight is that. I really did spend my 20s getting into alignment with my purpose. You know what I mean? And I made that much more of a priority than building a stable life. You know what I mean? And I don't think 
either or are greater or lesser than the other, right? Because we're all in our own timeline. You know, you may not get your aha moment until 40 or, you know, 55, who knows? But I had to take life by the horns and figure that shit out. And so what I've realized is, you know, although I did choose a life of getting into alignment, which was there's a lot of instability, you know, didn't have a whole lot of money saved and all that kind of stuff. But now, seven years later, I'm starting to experience the fruit of my labor. You know what I mean? So a lot of things that I thought that I had missed out on, I'm now experiencing. And so this is not to knock anybody else that chooses something else or chooses a different path. But for those of you out there that are choosing something unconventional, let me tell you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You will reap what you sowed. Now, I don't know if it's going to be in the same timeline as mine, right? But if you are truly in alignment with why God put you here, know that those blessings will come, you know? Um, And so I am forever, 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 forever grateful for the 25-year-old me. Because to be honest, I don't know if the 32-year-old me today would take the risk that the 25-year-old me took. But at the same time, I'm forever indebted to her. You know what I mean? Like there are days where I wish I could give that girl a hug. Cause I'm like, you a bad for real. You know what I mean? Um, and then lastly, this is something that I had no idea was going to be, um, beneficial, but because I chose entrepreneurship, because I chose the unconventional way of life when my father was sick, I was in a position to where I could be his right hand because the reality is if I had a conventional job, I would have gotten fired. No way around it because there were so, um, there was so much effort and time that was needed to be dedicated to that situation that I can't imagine any job would be okay with. And and I'm not saying they should be because it's just that was the type of hands on that I needed. And so, you know, I could have never have known that by making that choice, I was setting myself up to be able to take on that role. But looking back, it's like, thank God I did. You know what I mean? Because even during that time, I was still able to pursue things under Kent State, putting my brand and platform because I had the flexibility of my time and having control over my time. And so. There's just so many blessings that can continue to yield itself even today from that decision that my 25 year old self made back in 2013. So thank you so much for taking a walk with me today. You know, I'm so happy you tuned in. I hope this has been beneficial to you. Um, you know, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Make sure you share this with your mama, your mama friend, your cousin, your cousin, cousin, and especially somebody that you know may be in this current space in their life and may need that added inspiration. And so if you want to continue to follow along with my journey outside of here, make sure you follow me on Instagram at lauren.rosa.miller. Also, you can subscribe to my website, which is laurenrosamiller.com. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, y'all, y'all have a good one. Peace out. Peace out.